BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Rich Rebar. As always, Friday mornings, we pick our five favorite games against the spread. Week 17 of the NFL season, Reeves, I've been thinking about these games. I've been so deep in these games since, yeah, since like May. So I'm ready. We are going to be firing some high conviction takes on (laughs) these games, man. How are you doing? Are you you enjoying your week 17 so far? Yeah, I am. Uh, You know, we're here. It's it's like a, it's a mix of everything, right? Like we've got New Year's weekend. We've got the fantasy football finals. I I went six and four in semis. I had one real bad beat. Uh, We're in a league. I think I would have ended up winning because I would have had like a 49er stack against the commanders. And that was, that was rough watching that on Monday night, watching the 49ers and the fighting Purdy's just not even eke out a point for me in the fourth quarter that I needed. Um, but other than that, yeah, we've got, we're cooking. We're in, like I said, six finals. Uh, I have no idea what the best ball teams are doing. Cause I never check and it, it bothers people, but hopefully I've got something cooking in there. Uh, I saw you had a main event team. I know you're in the finals in one league that I'm in. Yep. Yeah. So I got, I got a fair amount of sweats. I've, I'm in like four dynasty finals. Um, Lost in some semifinals last week. Lost one, uh, lost one to Brett Devine in in a league that you and I are in together. That that fucking hurt because my team in that league is really good, and I uh, I lost some Clyde Edwards Hilaire teams that are gonna be real that are gonna project very well this week. But yeah, enough enough on the menu to make week seventeen. Make it just fun. to yeah, just enough enough to sweat. Uh, you know, we can we can have a good year if a couple things go our way. And now we are about to to catalog these games. Mr. Rebar, what is your number five favorite game? Uh I, I mean favorite seems aggressive, but <laughs> uh my number five pick here is the fighting Antonio Pierces. Uh, wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, either six and one against the spread with Antonio Pierce. Uh, they're four and one as an underdog, and I think that we're starting to see like the the magic of the of this Colts team start to fall apart here towards the end of the season. <laughs> I mean, they have just played some really bad football this past like the past three weeks, and maybe it's just a Minshew thing. Like Minshew's always been a guy that's just like it, it, when it's running good, it's it's going well, and when it's bad, it's really bad. 
but the we've seen like this brand of football the Raiders play and like it's it's set up well for betting them as underdogs right like when they are dogs like they don't turn the ball over they play really boring ass football they want to just run the football as much as they can and they actually even before they they fired Josh McDaniel went to was like this defense has actually been pretty okay to solid all season long so getting them as an underdog, I feel like I'm just not, they're not going to bone me, right? Like they're not going to do something stupid where like they get flooded uh, and get like run out of the place. So like, that's kind of just like the thesis when they're a dog, like they look like just like a really sound team to bet as an underdog. And this Colts team is one I don't feel really good about laying points with right now. Well, so that's, that's definitely legit. I mean, even Jonathan Taylor, like looked not that great last week. Uh, is Pittman, is Pittman playing in, yeah, in this game? Gonna He's going to be up. So that, I mean, I don't have this one on my list because uh, I, in a weird way, I, I felt that I left that Raiders chiefs game feeling worse about both teams. Like, yeah, the Raiders won, but Aiden O'Connell like literally could not complete a pass in the second half of that game. Um, to the point that had the, like, had they not gotten those touchdowns, I wonder if he actually would have been benched for Jimmy Garoppolo with, with, and it, you know, it didn't matter because Kansas city was just like Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill on offense. But I, I, and, and Antonio Pierce, I mean, clearly he's got something sparked with this defense. I, you know, far be it for me to say like, oh, these are the personnel adjustments he's made. These are the scheme shifts that he's made. Cause I, I really don't know. Well, big but, picture, this isn't going to work out like this brand of football. Like we've seen interim no. coaches come in before and do this. Like this brand of football, big picture, like is not going to be successful, but. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's uh, the bad thing about Antonio Pierce, right? Like you're just like, cause everyone's just like, well, they got to hire him. Right. Like they got it. It's just like, but like big picture, like, like we've done this before. We've seen this story. Yeah, we we've literally seen uh we we've seen this happen so many different times, right? Where where yes. t- teams they get the interim run, the guy gets the team playing hard, they kind of you know they maybe win one game that they really were not supposed to. He gets the job, they come back next year, and it turns out effort is not enough, you know. And yeah. then and then the whole thing gets sidetracked. Uh, all right, my number five just because it's such a big number, but it is the San Francisco 49ers minus 12 and a half. I'd still take it at 13. You can get it at 12 and a half on DraftKings and FanDuel. It's it's kind of between 12 and a half and 13, just like a huge number. But the commanders, uh, you know, God, God bless them for finally going with Jacoby Brissett in week 17, you know, too little, too late. Like they're (laughs) 10, 10 wins, nine wins could have got you a playoff spot in the NFC. Maybe they could have gotten it with Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback, but the 49ers remain a death star just because I took the Ravens last week. Um, the Ravens Again, are we, like... The, Lamar's just a winner, baby. We, Lamar, we bet, dude. We, bet, we, ta- we said last week, you just take them points. You take you them just points. Take, yeah, yeah. That was... Uh, that was. I mean, and, and the exact thesis played out too, which, right, which is that, like, Lamar, the numbers are not going to be eye-popping, but he does. The the fella the fella just wins. And the, the defense was unbelievable. Uh, the commander's defense is, like, the exact opposite of their... Uh, state sharing the uh, Baltimore Ravens defense. They give up the most explosive plays in the NFL and for spread purposes. And the 49ers are going to be playing with a little bit of fire in the belly. I think like they, like these dudes read tweets. These guys listen to podcasts. They know everyone's shitting on Purdy. Everyone's like, ah, oh, Purdy t- told you Lamar's the MVP, the Purdy thing. It's all the way over. Like Shanahan is going to, um, I'm forgetting which game, the Eagles game, the Eagles game where he still had Purdy throwing the ball up 20 points in the fourth quarter. It's going to be an exact replay of that, I think, where he's going to let 
the dudes do their thing uh, in the second half, even up all those points. So I got I got the 49ers as my five. Yeah, I had them as a I had they're my three. I was wondering if I should have them even higher if the spread was as high. This is the third time in the past four years that Washington has changed their quarterback in week going into week 17. Like what an what an indictment on this coaching staff. Like this is like this is just absolute just tomfoolery, man. This I mean they're firing everybody, obviously. You know, they the Washington got Dan Snyder out. So like fans actually have something to look forward to. I know that it feels bad right now, but like at least it's all turning over for them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they're just they're they're hapless. I mean, I guess maybe the way forward is there's going to be a lot of available quarterbacks this off season. Like, if you just want to go in a different direction, and they they've got their ready made replacement for head coach. They let uh, Ron Rivera go, and they just promote Eric Bieniemy. And you know, you I don't know. Be- I wonder if they will. I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't either. think so. It's, yeah. it's like you know the Magic Johnson group. Like they like splashy shit. Like, do you, is this the team that makes the dumbass Russell Wilson move? Oh, well, I mean, I I kind of thought I kind of thought this was the destination for Kyler Murray, but that that for a lot of reasons that feels like it's maybe not going to happen now. Like yeah. Kyler has like physically played well enough. The Cardinals are not like locked to be able to select. Um, like just like the way records have shaked out, like there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen the next two weeks, but they're not locked to be able to just take Caleb Williams or Drake may. So, you know, who knows, but that, that if had, had the Cardinals locked into the number one pick, I think, I think this would have been it's not where, over where yet. Kyler played. No, no, I mean, it's, dude, it's definitely Carol, not the over. Way Jacksonville has looked the last month. Like man, Carol, what if Carolina beats them? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, basically God. at this point, Trevor Lawrence is just glued together. Like he's just like, they're just like slap dude. parts like a body. Yeah. And, and I need Trevor Lawrence in two different dynasty leagues. Like he, I'm down, he's down to like my last quarterback available in super flex stuff. Like I need him to play, but I feel bad for him. I feel very, I feel very bad for him. I mean, he's, he, this is like, this is like the fifth different time this year. Like he shouldn't probably start the, the game and is going to try to play. Yeah. Uh, all right. What is your number four? Uh, my four is the Cowboys. Uh, I know you need this game to cook, so hopefully it's still just cook. Yeah, I, I really for for a lot of reasons. I need my my last alive best ball team has three Lions players too. We I was on Wednesday with Rob Coakley, and he said he was glad that this was the Saturday night game because you get like the band aid pulled off early, right? Like this right, isn't like a hammer. Like you just know, like those teams that had the Dallas Detroit stacks, like. You just get to know the results before you even go into Sunday, and you don't yes. have to go crazy about the game or or going up against those stacks too. Like you just know uh, what's over. But really, just the Cowboys at home have been so good. They haven't it, they've been won by six or more at home. I actually kind of outlining like outlining this up a little bit too. Warren had a great take during the week that he was like, "This is the week where you bet." you try to get all your Stefanski stuff because if Campbell loses this game, like there's no way he can win coach of the year. Uh, cause he's been the favorite for like basically the last two months, but right. like, they have no good wins. And it like, th- th- he could also p- potentially even cement winning it if they do actually win in Dallas. Cause they don't, this would be their first good win. But I mean, I like the lions. I think if you're a lions fan, you should feel good about everything. The direction of your team, where you're at, the, you got great young players that are exciting, but like they haven't beat anybody, man. They haven't beat anybody good. They like, I, I still just don't believe that they can punch up. And there's a couple things working against them, I think, in this particular matchup. And it's, you know, Dallas defensively, 
uh, against pressure. Goff has just been so bad. He, you know, 6.2 yards for pass attempt. He only has six touchdowns, eight interceptions when pressured this season. Also, the Cowboys are an aggressive defense. They play a lot of man coverage. Only 19 of Goff's 23 passing touchdowns have come against man coverage this season. I just don't like this matchup for the Lions. Like the one out they have is that they can really run the football. And if they can just kind of yep. keep this game close and, and just go run this game through their running backs, uh, that gives them like the, the the biggest odds here. But I do like the Cowboys still. Uh, just going to keep betting them at home. It is What's interesting is this is the uh, the two best like cover teams of the past three years. Like These teams cover the cover, so it would be nice to see who wins out. But I do like the Cowboys. I think Dak's going to absolutely cook in this game. Dak is absolutely going to cook. Uh, you know, the the Lions out is that the Cowboys, as an organization, love to shoot themselves in the foot. Like, that's just kind of, it's kind of, I, the Cowboys were, I mean, well, they were my, they were my number one pick last week. And Hunter Lupke got three touches on the first drive, including a fumble at the one inch line. So I'm just sitting there like, well, I don't even need to know what happens for the rest of this game. Like the Dolphins are going to end up winning this game. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I so this props. Uh, so so Cam Sutton looks like he's not going to play for the Lions. CD Lamb's anytime touchdown for a wide receiver is like minus one eighty five everywhere, which is pretty wild for you. Don't really that see that for wide receivers. Never. Yeah. Uh, I have another fun outline or uh, anytime too. So, uh, Christian McCaffrey this week in books is minus four twenty five to score a touchdown. <laughs> like I don't think I've ever seen a number like that for a guy yeah. to score a touchdown. It's... And, it's, and, and I can't even fault it. Like he's going to probably score two touchdowns. Yeah, it's it's completely it's... insane. So this one. Not on my, I mean, maybe I should have had this one on my list. Uh, cause I do, I feel pretty good about the Cowboys in this spot. Uh, if I, if I was going to make one play on this game, it would definitely be on the over. And I know the total is high, but I just think that's kind of the direct, like both of these teams kind of want to play a high scoring style here. Mm-hmm. Like you would, you would think of the lions, like Dan Campbell, you'd hear him talk and you'd be like, Oh, that guy just, he's Antonio Pierce, right? He wants to grit and grind, but that's not how they play, which I think is cool. Actually. Yeah, I, I like it. like, I like Dan Campbell's like mix with the team, right? Like he's not like almost like the, the kind of coach I, w- I would want, but I think he's, uh, a really good mix of like obviously he's a great motivator and he's like not a donkey when it comes to like being aggressive and that's i like those things so like prop props to him i like the direction the lines are going like i said i i don't see how they, this defense really stops the cowboys offense though no no uh yeah I'm, I'm completely with you there all right my number four is the los angeles football rams on the road against the new york footballing giants minus five and a half points the rams are just dude they're just playing good ball um, the Rams were on my list last week. I feel good about them. I, Stafford is like the ball knowers will tell you Stafford should be an MVP candidate. I mean, I don't know if I would go that far, but Stafford is, he, he is found the fountain of like his youth from, from Detroit. And I think, I mean, obviously it's just because he's playing with these two freaks of nature and Cooper cup and Puka Nakua and Kyron is just totally keeping them on schedule as a rusher. The defense is playing pretty well. Marcus Robinson's creating a lot of space and like, yeah, Tyrod is going to play better than DeVito, but the giants are just, they're just a zombie football team. You know, it's like, it's like twice a game. Darius Slayton will do something exciting. Saquon will score if you put him on the five yard line or whatever, but they just, they have no, they have one blue chip player on the entire team and he plays at running back. Like, what do you, what do you do with that? They're just a, they're just a nothing team and the Rams are playing for playoff stuff. And I, I think, like, I just think this is kind of like a no sweat win for them. Yeah. Yeah. This is my one, uh, the McVay's done in just an app and he probably has like some stake for coach of the year too. 
Uh, it's been a good year for the Coach of the Year award. Obviously, if you look at the landscape, McVay has done it. He's been an absolute his absolute bag for like probably like six or seven weeks. Like, I mean, you go back to that game in Baltimore. Like they that I mean they lose yeah. the game on a punt return in overtime. Like, I mean, but they put up thirty in Baltimore. Like this offense has been absolutely on fire. Uh, I had the stat in their worksheet. So with 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 all of Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, and Puka Nakua on the field this season, they are averaging 6.8 yards per play on offense. And some context for that is that the 49ers and the Dolphins are both averaging 6.8 yards per play on offense for the year. Uh, so like this, this offense, it's, it's probably going to, this team's going to get better, right? Like the, the they yes. look really good. Like the Rams look really well positioned. I don't know how many more years they're going to get out of Stafford, but like they're really well positioned because this defense was young. Um, they are starting to get cooked a little bit on the back end, like this, this past month. But they overperform. The offensive line is overperforming. I mean, McVay that's not going to matter against the Giants, no, right? No. Getting cooked on the back end. No, and Dexter Lawrence uh, might not play in this game too for the Giants. Something, to, something to keep an eye on too. If you're, if you're, you know, holding those Kyron bags and going into this final week too. So if Dexter Lawrence doesn't play, you get a lot of Kyron Williams runs. Uh, the, the, the fulcrum point this week in DFS, man, is how, how do you make a lineup with Kyron and Christian McCaffrey in it? It's so hard. I think you got to choose. I my my rule though, I think for lineups this weekend is going to be one forty nine or one Ram in every lineup. So, Kyron, Puka, Cup, McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. Um, that and so just kind of you know you kind of use the the corresponding pieces around that. That's that that is my plan on this Friday morning. I've been trying to really get, I've been really trying to lab CMC plus Kyron Williams to lineups together, and it's hard. And then when you get to like the point, like I want to try to get the Tyree kill too. Yeah. It's like yeah. shit, man. Uh, this slate, they're all, all the guys I want to play are really expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of how it goes at the end of the season until next week, until, until next week. Then oh, no, next we week are... we're going to have money left over. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Um, all right. Uh, so that was my that was my number four and your number one. Wow. And I don't know. I don't know if we've ever had that combination of of uh, of results before. Uh, what is your number three? Uh, so I'm down. My three was the 49ers. So do you have a three? Yes. Uh, my, let me pull up my list here. My three is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus okay, two and a half points two. against so the Saints. We're cooking. We're cooking. Yeah. I mean, the fucking. The fucking Saints. Come on, dude. A completely unserious football team. Uh, Baker is... Dude, Baker is just spinning it. I mean, straight... Like, he is playing unbelievably well right now. Like, and we're kind of to that point of the season. I mean, we... Not even kind of. We are at the point of the season. We're like, these teams are not going to surprise us. The Saints yeah. are not going to reinvent themselves. And the Buccaneers... Uh, provided that, you know, nothing... Unex you know, no turnovers, no fumbles, like yada yada, whatever any of that stuff happens. They're just going to play a good game plan. Uh, what's the, the, the saints corner Lattimore e Evans and Lattimore, like hate each other. Lattimore, like all they, like Evans, like always gets ejected versus the saints or, or whatever. Is he even still on the team? He's out. He's out. That's so I said that like the one thing that they have going for him was that, uh, you know, Hey, maybe, uh, they could Lattimore could coax out an ejection of Mike Evans, but that's not going to happen either. Yeah. Yeah. So got some I fun, just I got some fun things about Dennis Allen. If you're a Saints fan, go ahead and just turn this off. I don't know if there are are there Saints if you're a Meta Saints fan? Have I ever met a Saint? You know what? One of my wife's friends' boyfriends is a Saints fan. 
one of my one of my wife's friends boyfriends is like an IRL Saints fan. They like went to New Orleans like two weeks ago or three weeks ago to go see. Them. They lost, obviously. You know, they went to go to a game in the Superdome and they lost. Yeah, but I not a not a dominant fan base. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Saints are 11, 20, and one against the spread under Dennis Allen. It's the worst record in the NFL over the past two years. Four and ten and one this season, worst record in the NFL for his career. Dennis Allen, 25, 42 and one against the spread. It's the worst mark of any coach that's coached at least 35 games in the Super Bowl era. Um, is is real bad for Dennis Allen. It's a real bad look. It's not it's not great. And uh, you know, I've been a, a Bulls hater, but he's got, you know, got the dudes playing well. Like he Oh yeah, he's... but I mean, I can't wait to bet against Todd Balls. Like this Bucks team, I can't wait to wait to bet against them in the playoffs. Like against, especially if they play like the Eagles in the round in round one, <laughs> which is the most likely scenario. Which is so funny because Jalen Hurts' first playoff game was against the Buccaneers with Tom Brady, yep. and he got his ass handed to him. So it's a very funny uh, reversal of uh, of fortunes there. So that was my three. And you were that... to your one, all the way to your one, right? Or no? I should have. I should have two left, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my two is, I think that's right. I don't know. My two is the Houston Texans minus four points against the Titans. I mean, it's literally so self-explanatory. The The Titans are, uh, they're a dead team. CJ Stroud is back. Light work. My number one, though, how do you not have the Ravens against the 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 Dolphins on, on your list here? They're only giving three points. Waddle is out. This is like, this is Mike McDaniel's chance to cook. Like if it, I, and I, I would be happy to be wrong here and see the Dolphins put up thirty-five points. Like that would, that would like yeah, literally bring me. It would literally bring me joy though to be like Mike McDaniel got all the way in the lab. You know he's got a chain running Texas routes like free. You know whatever. But I think probably the most likely scenario is Tua ends up looking like Brock Purdy in this game, and Kyle Hamilton is like you know he's the dude seeing ghosts, and Lamar is making things happen because this is like. This is, it's almost a playoff game in terms of the implications on seeding, and it's huge for the Ravens because they will get a, a week of rest. If they win this game, they'll have nothing to play for in week 18, and that'll be because they're they're just kind of, you know, they're just kind of banged up like across the board because every team's kind of banged up four months into a football season. Um, yeah, the Ravens are going to waddle, waddle being out. It feels like one of those things where it's like, how big of a deal is Jalen Waddle really? You know, like he doesn't produce that much when Tyreek's in there, but like the downgrade from Jalen Waddle to Cedric Wilson, Braxton Berrios, Chase Claypool is a gigantic downgrade. And Mostert is banged up. He's got this. He's got this ankle injury too. So I, oh, I, their I, offensive I, line is like in shambles. Shambles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Supreme conviction here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It probably should have been on there, but I think I just looked at two teams in tight line and I was just like, I was just going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to bet this myself. So I should have probably added on there. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, we're back in Lamar. Uh, I will say this Tyree kill in this game could go absolutely bonkers. Uh, I tweeted some of the stats. I need it. I need it, buddy. I really so, do. On Sunday after Waddle got hurt, he ran 20 pass routes. He got a target on nine of those. Right. So this year now, he now, this isn't even like a super small sample. He's now, he's run 120 routes this season with Waddle off the field. He's been targeted on 57 of those routes, 47 and a half percent. Like absolutely insane number. Like when we talk about like wide receiver target shares, right? Like we're like, 
we're like 30% is a lot, right? Like a 30% like target share is like a, a lot or like yards target per route run. Like if you get 30, 35%, like you are absolutely humming. 47.5% target per route rate. He's averaging 5.2 yards per route run. He's got 55% of the team air yards. In week three, Waddle outright just missed. He sat and, and Tyree caught nine of 11 passes for 157 yards and a touchdown. He only ran 21 routes in that, in that game total. Uh, he had 190 and two against this team last year. I wouldn't expect that to happen. It was a different Baltimore defense. Like they were really missing a lot of pieces. But like Mike McDaniel even showed two weeks ago when Tyreek sat and he just had to substitute Waddle and he's able to get Waddle the football. Like he can design plays and get like these these guys the football at will. It's like I'm really scared if Waddle misses this game to like I have like a FOMO of like not having Tyreek in lineups because we're trying to jam in Christian McCaffrey. Like he could have a he could have a forty to fifty percent target share in this game, which is absolutely like stupid to think about Tyree Kill with like that level of targets. Especially if like we they're road dogs this time. In week three, they were massive home favorites. Like if they have to throw the entire game, Tyree Kill with like a whole game of targets at his access in a game without Jalen Waddle scares the life out of me not having him in some lineups. How healthy is he? Is he still dealing with this I mean, like he ankle fine thing? Last week, right? Like he looked, he looked, he he's practiced all week. Like he hasn't even. It's not like he's been like resting and like that. He's just gonna go on Sunday. He's been practicing, but he looked fine against the Cowboys. All right, you gotta you gotta tell me how many fantasy points is Devin A. Chain getting in this game? He is he is far and away Nine. in all the oh fuck that is not what I wanted you to say. In all the teams I have left, all these all these leagues, all these dynasty finals, all like the main event team I have left, the the best ball team I have left, like all this stuff, A. Chain is is the dude that I need. I need Devin A. Chain. Like twenty seven points from him would, would be so good. Just, I I just don't, he's the guy too. Like we just don't know how healthy any of these running backs are for the Dolphins. I mean, this is this gonna be a game where like they just have the default play? Like give Jeff Wilson work. Like the ghost of Jeff Wilson has to just get work because he's the healthiest dude by default. Um, it's it's tough. There are all these guys. There. I think Mostert plays. I don't know, like again, like how healthy he is or how much work he's gets. They've been kind of cautious with Mostert's workload the last couple weeks, anyways. Uh, he hardly even played in the second half of that game against the Cowboys after he got kind of nicked up. I think they're trying to get him ready for the playoffs too, have him healthy. But A chan has been banged up and he hasn't been able to get a lot of work either. It's a bummer because early in the season, like he looked like the spark plug, right? Like man. he's got he's got turf toe, I think. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. They're in a they're in a bad spot. They got guys banged up all over the board. Their defense has been playing really well though. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Uh, all right, man. Mm. DFS this week. I mean, we gotta find. We gotta find some. Che- we got Clyde. Do you just um, let me ask you that? So the past, basically the past month, the way the slates have played out has been like the meta has been to pay down at quarterback because we haven't had all these like quarterback. What the on, Sims on, have been giving me every week on the slate, right? But we have, but the the main slates haven't had like all these hammers this is like the first week in probably at least four or five weeks where we've had everyone back in the player pool uh for a Sunday. Right. this is the largest main this is the largest main slate we've had since what week six because since week even, four since week four yes yeah, it's week four and like so we have josh allen we have jalen hurts uh we have lamar we have mahomes all these guys are yeah back Ma- in the mahomes and his mahomes and his 19.4 points well, purdy against the commander so like the meta has been to pay down at quarterback the past like three or four weeks but with everyone back on the board is it gonna play out because i think people want to pay down at quarterback again this week because they want to do what i've been saying 
how do we get McCaffrey? How do we get Kyron? How do we get Tyreek? How do we get these guys? Do we have to play Tyrod? Do we have to play Brissett? Do we have to consider Stidham? And if you do that, do you just get dragged by like a 30-point Jalen Hurts game? Uh, You know, I think it's just the the individual ceilings of CMC and Tyreek lead me to believe that it is better to do the the cheaper quarterbacks but I did just do I I did a little uh sim run and I did get 6.5% optimal rate for Stidham 5.4% optimal rate for Tyrod but the top is uh you know combining for over 30% is Mahomes, Purdy and Hurts which mm-hmm. you know I I think I think I am just uh I am too I am too dusted by Mahomes to really trust it but I mean one percent owned Mahomes with Clyde and Rice and Kelsey. Like uh, Rice and Clyde will be big chalk. Interesting yeah. thing. Interesting thing was that they finally did what I've been begging them to do, and they let Richie James run real wide receiver routes with Tony out. And I, I would love for them to stay. I don't think they will. I think Tony will be back, and they'll just, for whatever reason, rotate play Kadarius yeah, Tony. Yeah, but but if Rice or if uh, James was getting like fifty percent of the routes, I think he would be like such a strong play. I like I I want to watch the ownership. I I feel like Mahomes is going to still creep up in ownership, and if he's low owned, I might take some shots on him. But man, it's such a good quarterback slate. Like I want to get the Hurts and Purdy for sure. And then if we're paying down, I kind of want to in tournaments. I definitely want to run some Stroud just because the you know if he's gonna if people are gonna be cautious about the the, the concussion. I I just think there's a lot of upside there for him at home in a game where like they have to win. And I love Nico Collins this week. Yes, so I want to be able to get Stroud, Stroud, and Nico and Dalton Schultz. Like these are all the um those guys are uh like jams because I don't think I don't think ownership will catch up on them at all. Yeah, the the Texans in general because I think Devin Singletary presents an interesting because he's like a in that pivot zone for uh, Zamir and Clyde. Like he's priced right near those guys, and they're going to be just immensely more popular. Um, but you know we're getting him as a home favorite against the team he ju- he had 170 yards against these guys a couple weeks ago, so I think Devin Singletary becomes interesting because we're going to see Clyde and Samir be really popular. I think Jacobs is going to play. Oh, do you? He hasn't practiced yet. I mean, obviously, I don't know. He, like you know, we're still flying. We're still flying into the 11th hour. See if he's he hasn't he hasn't practiced to the point of us recording this yet. I just think I think you know they're they're like theoretically live for the playoffs if they win out. I think they're like thirty percent for a playoff spot if they win the next two weeks. I it, and it just feels like a Pierce Hard Hardo thing to do to be like, yeah, we're we're playing a banged up Josh Jacobs in Week Seventeen against the Colts. Like, I I I mean Zamir, I think is a great play. Obviously, if he doesn't, but we're like not gonna well, know. He's just like until... a token like cash like floor dude, right? Like he's like you're. Like Zamir's been good for like teams that like he he's not gonna drop like thirty. Yeah, yeah. I I mean that is that is definitely true. I think cool. both Clyde both Clyde and Zamir the larger your field size gets like they become clear fades and like you take a guy like Devin Singletary or you know then you pl- or just play someone else you know you just have I mean I already know I already know I'm gonna play Devin A chain and like I normally do like three or four like single entry teams like 50 100 bucks and like I already know I'm playing a chain on at least one of them so 
can, Are you can someone kiss that, that money uh, goodbye. Does like a, that, that does your betting too based on like like last night I I had Brees Hall starting in uh, a couple finals and I was, like, I was like oh man like against the Browns like shit I might not I'm definitely not gonna get the run out I had last week we didn't but it was the, we definitely got a a 99th percentile outcome against on the road against in Cleveland. But I was yes. like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet some some Brees unders just so I feel good about like if it does go south for me. Do you ever do that? Uh, well, obviously, you know, I never bet unders. Like, come on, I'm not I'm not out here betting unders. <laughs> what what I what I will do is like, um, I will do if I feel really good about a spot, I will do like a same game parlay. Like one I won this year was. Against the Commanders, I did Jamar Chase over 150 yards, over two touchdowns, over seven catches, over Bengals team total, over game total, you know, for like 80 to one or whatever. Like I'll do, I'll do stuff. I'll do stuff like that. Like if I think it's like a total smash spot, I will do correlated stuff like that. But yeah, I don't, I, I'm a, come on. I'm not out here betting Brees Hall rushing yard unders. Can, it can never be me, bro. Could not be me. I'll do, I'll do like, is it like if I'm fading, so like if I decide I don't want to play any Zamir White, I might bet like under rushing yards, under receptions, or something like that com- combined for for Zamir White. No, no, I like it. Yeah, it's, it, it wasn't just because I was like objectively looking. At it. I was just trying to like make myself feel better. If I was like, well, if I'm gonna get the bag one way or the other, right? Like, I just want to feel good about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what uh, what can the people expect from Sharp Football during the NFL playoffs? What is what is your workload like during the playoffs? I still write up all the games and the, you know, in detail, all the player stuff. So I do all the worksheet stuff, which is nice. You know, the first week will be six games and four than two, and it gets better for me, but it's, I don't have to do 16, which is always nice. So Beautiful. that's what really what I do. I do. Uh, and then I will do fantasy ranks and stuff for the playoffs. I'll do the podcast with Ray Summerlin where we kind of break down the games. Uh, that's my contribution. You know, Warren saw it here firing off uh heater, heater picks. So there it is, man. It's I'm looking forward to it. It's been kind of a it's been a fun year. Uh, it's been another really good, successful fantasy season. I'm I'm sad. It's, it's funny we always are like we're like, well, I wanted to get there. Like, and when you get to like week twelve, you're like, ah, oh, I'm ready for it to be done. And then you realize, like you said earlier when we were doing the show, you're like, well, no, nothing sneaking up us on it, uh, sneaking up on us anymore. And that's when like I'm I'm at my best for like DFS and as an analyst. And like I've been cooking like the, since November, and now I'm kind of sad to see it go because we're we're making money like weekly. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, but. You know, before you know it, we're gonna be drafting best ball mania teams oh, again. I can't wait we are to be gonna be some prospects, baby. We're gonna be fired at this year, dude. Are this you... this this class is sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am ready for the Caleb Williams discourse too from from America. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear some of these takes. Braylon Allen, are you in? Or are you out? Uh, I don't know yet. Braylon Allen, I I am I I've closed my eyes. I've opened my third one. He's gonna be. I think I'm gonna have him on every team. I think he's gonna be like on average like the two o four, and I'm just gonna take him on every team. I can't wait. He's gonna be. He's, he's gonna he's be the only man. Like twenty one, right? Isn't he super? He's twenty. He he's might. 20. He okay. He, I knew he was. He, he's really young. He uh started for Wisconsin as a seventeen year old. Right. He was defensive yeah. end though, wasn't he? That I I don't know uh, that aspect of the lore for him, but the the big thing for him was that he um he started catching passes his final season. It was he caught twenty eight passes his final season at Wisconsin, which is like for a Wisconsin running back that's like seventy receptions. That's like Jameer Gibbs level of receiving for a Wisconsin running back. 
Well, I mean, the running back reception stuff is like the discourse around it is always weird because the like the actual average running back target does not come with any degree of difficulty. So like right. you could just like like remember when Alfred Morris like you know taking people back like he would never catch passes, but like when they threw to him he just fine he'd catch it because it's not isn't like a running back target it's a Derrick Henry thing right like yes you could you could catch if you just catch the football right um, yes. Braylon Allen, by the way, doesn't even turn 20 until January 20th. He is 19 years old as a junior. Yeah. Yeah. Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen is him. Yeah. So he was recruited recruited as a defensive player to play linebacker or safety. Yes. And then he played special teams only his first game. And then by his fourth game ever, he was the starting running back. Because if anyone's not never seen this, if you're not a college football watcher or anything, like the dude is huge. Like he's he's, he's like 240 pounds. He's six. He's six two, like two four. He's like Brandon Jacobs. Like he's a he's yeah. A, he's an absolute. But unit. he can move though. He can move. It's like it's not it's not like you're it's not like Bo Scarborough or whatever. It's not like what you're picturing. <laughs> like he can he can move. He can shift. Yeah. So Braylon Allen, uh, I'm I'm extremely 19 years old. Yeah. Me and Karain are going to be, because I predict Karain is not going to be in on him, and that's who I do a lot of these prospect shows with, and I think we are just going to be arguing so much about Braylon Allen. I can't wait. Well, it's all um, about where he goes and stuff, you know, where, where we can get He's going to be a fifth-round pick, I, I bet. But fifth-round ra- fifth pick to the Cowboys? Fifth-round pick to the Cowboys? Mm. I mean, whoever, this is a great one, whoever the Cowboys draft at running back, Oh, like yeah. whatever guy it is, that guy, they take a running back in the third round. That guy might be a fifth round pick, like in the main event next year. Doesn't even matter who it is. Yes, a hundred percent, dude. Because they probably what roll in with Dowdle, Dowdle, Vaughn, Malik Davis, and whoever they draft. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw like Dak's gonna get an extension. So <laughs> who does Tony Pollard play for next year? Shit, who knows? I mean, I would. I wish him the best. Now, I, listen, I have two Tony Pollard teams in the final, like in in the final, so it could have been done. But like, I don't, I don't feel any remotely good about playing against the against the Lions. No, no, Tony but Pollard. Know, what could have been? Knows, these quarterbacks are going to move around. Like at least, like the Falcons keep getting more options. Justin Fields is going to be. I, I'm just, I'm just willing it into the universe that Fields is the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons and that Ben Johnson is the offensive coordinator or uh, the, the head coach. And if those things happen, um, football will just be more fun. It'll be a more entertaining yeah, sport to engage with. You think? They're not. They're going to keep him. I hate that. What a depressing note. Let's get out of here on that note. I can't even, I can't even Happy think New about Year. that future. Happy New Year. <laughs> Arthur Smith will still be dealing with his bullshit next year. I'll be back on Sunday night. Uh, actually, probably not because it's New Year's, so probably Monday with Nate and Sammy. I will see y'all later. Bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.